You are listening to the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Kalima. The Radiant Brilliant Show podcast purpose is to highlight the many talented, creative, and accomplished Muslims in the Ummah, offering them a stage to speak on how their skills and abilities are used to help better the communities and the world. This evening's discussion will be on the subject of art. The Oxford Dictionary definition of art is a diverse range of human activities in creating visual, auditory, or performing artifacts, expressing the author's imaginative or technical skill intended to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. There are also lots of other opportunities that art is used. It's used for psychotherapy and healing. It's also used in teaching. It's a great mechanism for preserving history or culture, a way to chronicle events in time. It's also used in advertisement. And there are various types of art, drawings, paintings, ceramics, photography, architecture, you name it, performing arts, poetry. Tonight with me this evening, because of the upcoming event, The Art of Ramadan, this weekend, July 21st and 22nd, I've got two special guests on the line with the planning committee, Sister Naima and Brother Kareem. I'd like to welcome you both to the Radiant Brilliant Show and thank you for your time. Just have a couple of questions to ask you regarding the art of Ramadan, how it came about and what you'd like to accomplish that I've heard from a lot of people online and reading about it. Welcome to the Radiant Brilliant Show. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thanks for having us on. I really, really appreciate being on. You're welcome. It is a team effort. The first question I have for you that a lot of people want to know who have not previously heard of the event is what is the Art of Ramadan. The Art of Ramadan is a showcase of Muslim American art. The art represents the diaspora of art itself. For a multi, it is a multimedia art event. We have anything from ceramics to painting, photography, but then we also pay attention to other arts like fashion and also design, interior design, and things of that nature. This is going to be our third year doing it. Fourth year going out during the event. This is going to be one of the largest that we'll be doing it, and we'll be hosting the event at the Impact Hub, which is a shared art space located in East Baltimore in the art district, which is called Station North. So the, the event itself is really representing Muslims, it's representing art, and it's really giving Muslims a different kind of voice. So it's not just focusing on just the religion, but it's focusing on the culture, the American culture that Muslims have contributed to and continue to contribute to every day. All righty. How did the idea of the art of Ramadan come about? How did you choose that name? And did that have anything to do with the timing that you initially held the event? Yes. So the art of Ramadan takes place during Artscape, which is the largest free arts festival in the United States. It's a festival that attracts over 350,000 people throughout the weekend. When we started it, it was a year that Ramadan coincided with Artscape. So I thought about it and thought that it would be a great opportunity for Muslim artists to showcase their work and tell their story through the art. Kareem and I put this event together, and Kareem actually came up with the name, The Art of Ramadan. And we reached out to a lot of artists, and we had about 10 artists who showed their work that first year, and it continued to grow ever since. In the mention of Artscape, I know that I went to the Artscape website, and they have an app. They've gotten fancy got a 2017 mm-hmm. Artscape app, and on that app, I was glad to see you scroll on down to the afternoon events on Friday and Saturday, and they've got the Art of Ramadan with your link and everything. 
which could also point new people in the direction of what you guys are trying to do. Absolutely. And that's the goal of this event is to really open it up to the general overall community. It's always been a multicultural, multi-religious, multi-racial, multicultural event, period. But um, especially right now with Muslims really being on the news all the time in regards to the, the so-called Muslim ban, to a lot of all anti-Muslim rhetoric, it's extremely important right now that Muslims begin to not just react, but be proactive, but just sharing our culture and sharing our identity and just our everyday life through art. So it's amazing to be a part of Artscape because it's, because when you see it, you're seeing Muslims and Muslims just being represented as just another part of our American culture and not just something that stands outside the culture, but really a real benefit to American culture. And I hear you say that this event is for everyone, so it's not just something for Muslims to appreciate. Yeah, no, Absolutely. It's for everyone. Um, we've attracted all types of people to the event, all races and religions um, come through, and they enjoy it. One thing I remember is during our first, no, I think it was our second year having the event, and there was an older Caucasian couple that came in, and they came specifically for our event. They looked it up on the app or um, in the program of Artscape and they really wanted to come out just to our event. So they came and they loved it and we were able to talk to them and they were able to see a different perspective, something that they don't get to see on TV and on the news. It's something that all ages can appreciate and really anyone can appreciate. We have something for everyone from workshops to performances. It's really going to be a really great event. Now that's another question I had slated for later, but I'll go ahead and bring it up now. For the people that do attend, what are some of the things they have to look forward to regarding the different types of art on display? Well, you will see, um, again, a multimedia experience. So we have some interesting folks that are coming in. We have an artist by the name of Radia, who's actually a cartoonist, and she draws a lot of characters that represents her culture, being Vietnamese, as well as being a, a mixture of different cultures and being Muslim as well. And so she's a really amazing artist. We also have Actually, one of our, I, I don't know what you would call them now, hijabistas, I guess, that are coming out now, uh, Yasmin, who has an amazing following on Instagram, over 100,000 followers, because she's coming out just talking about fashion and beauty and, and head wrapping and things like that. So that should be pretty awesome. We're going to have an artist panel talking about art and activism. And then uh, we also will have a paint and sip in the evening. And one of the highlights of the event will be Saturday night will be Salam Saturday, which will be an event with uh, poetry, live band, DJ, and it will be a really exciting event just to culminate this weekend. That sounds great. And I plan to be in attendance myself, inshallah. And I can't wait to see oh. how much you guys have, have grown. Can Muslims appreciate art? I know there are, are some groups that are a little more conservative than others. As I mentioned earlier, art can also be used to chronicle times or events. And you mentioned earlier regarding the situation with Islamophobia, what type of impact would you like for this event to have on the public? I really would like for people to just understand what Muslims are through a different lens. Oftentimes when you hear stories about Muslims, we usually are just hearing it through just religious dogma or somebody from the outside looking in, um, making assumptions. And so we're telling you what we are from a really honest point of view and all of the, the good and the, and the not so good and the struggles that we have that are struggles that don't relate to other people within the United States. I know that Muslims sometimes have an issue with art itself, just drawing or just a public display of anything. Even at this event, we're going to have discussions around those different issues and the diversity even within the Muslim diaspora of how we perceive art and what is art. 
this just won't be an event where you're just viewing something and just receiving something one way. It's going to be a two-way conversation. You know, individuals that might come in will have an opportunity to talk about their feelings about art and how it can help out with not only to fight Islamophobia, but also to dispel certain myths within the religion and within our faith. That sounds good, like you're touching all topics. Yes, absolutely. We're touching topics from gender relationships. We're touching topics from, you know, activism, you know, police brutality, just all the different issues that affect Muslims, and also that affect the general society as a whole. What is it like planning an event like this? How do you get the people to come together, the participating artists, getting the word out? How easy is it to plan something this large and this involved? Well, it's, it's about having a really great team and everyone having all hands on deck for it. And another thing is that we kind of built a reputation, so it also makes it easier as you go. People have heard of the Art of Ramadan before, and if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. You know, we reach out for artists, and then we send it to all our networks, and people would love to participate. Like, the artists, they're really excited, and, and surprisingly, you know, there a lot of them are willing to volunteer their time and their talent to the event because it's not something that you see every day. You're starting to see a lot of performing art in Muslim venues and things like that, but you don't really get to go to a visual art exhibit every day that's showcasing Muslim artists, and we have so many talented artists out there. So it really feels great to be able to give them a platform to show their expertise as well. As far as how easy is it, you know, everything <laughs> has its challenges, but it's something <laughs> that kind of comes naturally for me anyway. I love putting together events, and I specifically art-based events. It's a labor of love. <laughs> Definitely a labor of love. <laughs> Definitely. I think the hardest part, though, is mm -hmm. getting funding. So if we could find more people who are willing to help us to promote these events, they can grow and we can do it a lot more of them. So just finding exactly. that key sponsorship is key. And then I have to ask that all-important question. Who do you think you are? A bunch of Muslims coming together to have a good time, to uplift and encourage each other. A lot of articles that I read, there's a different level of expectations. Muslims are stressed out. We're afraid. We're very mm -hmm. radical. We're very rebellious. There's a lot of stereotypes that are coming from everywhere in the news. And then here's this group who said, we're going to celebrate, we're going to be happy, and we're going to recognize each other regardless. How do you get to that point? And how can you speak to people who probably saw this on social media that have dark clouds over the things that they're reading, the negativity. How can you get them to counter that? It's, it's time for really a paradigm shift. We have to start to shift how we even think about ourselves. And in order for us to shift how the nation looks at us and how the news looks at us and other people depict us, it starts with us changing that, that message, starting to put out a more positive message. Because even just a smile, even just being happy, even just enjoying being a Muslim is revolutionary within itself. So I think it's important for us to just keep maintaining it. And I think when we thought about it, we said, yeah, we want to do something that's going to be different. We want to do something that's going to be impactful. And for some people, controversial. But I think that's how you move the needle. That's how you start the conversation is just doing these events, just saying, hey, I'm going to celebrate being Muslim, being who I am. Everybody may not agree, but guess what? I have a voice, and this is how I'm going to use my voice is through my art. This is how I'm going to combat all of this foolishness that I see out here. It's through my art. That's where it comes from. And you have to be bold. It takes a little bit of bravery, a little bit of courage. And this time you do feel like, okay, why am I doing this? You know, what is this all for? But I think at the end of the day, it is a celebration of our culture and our art. And like Naima said, we need more people to support, not only with their attendance, but with their dollar, but then also spreading the message on social media and things like that and letting folks know that, hey, we're not afraid. We are Muslims and we're not afraid. We're going to celebrate who we are. That's it. Yeah, 
that is actually something that I struggle with just as a promoter of the art event because there's so many horrible things going on in the world that sometimes I feel a little guilty. Like, well, why am I putting this out there when there's so many other important, more important things? Sometimes I just take all of that in and I'm like, well, why should we be celebrating right now? But then I realized that everyone has a role in the world and this is my role. I can't play in someone else's lane. Other people are there to fight. Other people are there to write, you know, but this is what I do. This is my contribution. That's who I am. And it does take a lot of audacity and a lot of courage to be as unapologetic as you suggest. Were there ever times during the history of pulling together the art of Ramadan that you yourself actually got a little discouraged and said, why am I doing this? Absolutely. I have people in my own community who stop talking to me. Mm. I've had people in my own community who kind of shun me, but I don't let that stop me. That motivates me. And people are not going to like it, you know, and that's okay. But I think every artist has dealt with that throughout history. Every speaker or person that moves the needle, from Malcolm X to Muhammad Ali to any sort of writer, James Baldwin, anybody, they, they pushed the needle. And there were people that loved them, people that didn't like it. Like I said, we struggle with it. But I think for me, I take it as this motivation to say, hey, we must be doing something if somebody's, you know, that upset with me. So it's going to happen. You know, you just got to take the bill with the bad, but just stay on focus on what you're trying to do. So with the Art of Ramadan, though, um, we, we've done a lot of different types of events. But I think with the Art of Ramadan, it's, it's probably the least controversial event we've ever had. And I feel like really any type of Muslim can appreciate something there. Anybody can come and say, okay, I took something from this and it was really awesome. So this was one of the least guilty types of events I have, I guess. I felt the least guilty you know. of this one, I guess. Mashallah. Also, I'd like to ask the direction that you see Muslim performers, artists, and entertainers going in. I know we have Omar Regan, who's like the larger umbrella with Halaliwood. The same weekend this is occurring, there's also a screening of his other wife by Umsakia, whose writings I love. You have your event again that many people, you're right, many people look forward to the Art of Ramadan. When is it going to Absolutely. be? Where is it going to be held? You have established a level of class and expectation and interactiveness. Oh, I will say. It's very electric. It has me excited. I love seeing mm -hmm. this coming together. What are some other things that you see in the future that either yourself, you guys will be participating in, or some other projects that are unapologetically giving us a platform and a spotlight to show the world, not only the world who we are, but other Muslims who seek to, to rise also and they're looking for an example. Great stuff. Actually, um, the, the movie His Other Wife, Alhamdulillah, had a little small role in that as well. So I think that it's, it's so many different avenues. So, I mean, just through film and just through all the different avenues we've been a part of. It's definitely through movie. Also, uh, through some poetry and music that I've been involved in as well with some other things. I've also written some articles, one for CNN and then also uh, .com, but then I've also written a couple of articles with Huffington Post. So that's another way that we're starting to get our message out as well. Okay. And Sister Naima, any, anything extra to add? Because <laughs> you stay busy. Yeah. In addition to like art-based events, starting to focus on lifestyle events with my organization. So just more things to really build and support family life and community life. Family is definitely a cornerstone of community. So if we can help support our families, then maybe our communities could be stronger and build. So that's a lot of things that I've been focusing on lately, and hopefully the community can benefit. And I hope to see a lot more of it, and I do. So in cities like Philadelphia, I see them having a marriage gala and also some panel discussions on proper adab as a married person. Inshallah, you know, we can continue to do things that are beneficial to our community. Inshallah. Absolutely. 
Inshallah. And I mean, I've also partnered with Naima many times with the nonprofit I have called Muslim Social Services Agency. And we do a lot of work in the community around homelessness, also working with refugees. There are projects we have called Aleppo Kitchen. I know that Naima, and I'm going to mess with her a little bit with that. She says she shouldn't feel some guilt about these events, but she's always doing stuff to help the community. She and is. We're always doing those things. And she is. So, you know, um, alhamdulillah, it's some, it's some good stuff going on. And most of what we're doing is very positive and is very positively received. Just, just doing this is just amazing and it's fun. And I'm glad that we could be doing all of Ramadan as well as doing nonprofit ventures as well. Yeah. yeah. I just want to clarify that my guilt is just about because there's so many horrible things going on in the world, not because I feel like our events are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to clarify for the audience. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I wanted to ask that question on purpose because, um, as I got, I told you before I started the interview that I'm in several Facebook groups, and there are a lot of people with endeavors. They're not quite sure where to start, who to contact, or how to go forward, how to take that first step. So the things that you all are doing, and I love hearing you support other Muslims who are doing things in their community as well. That's another example of us supporting one another, which is so important. They look to people like yourself. I did the same thing. You find people who are doing what you want to do and you pay attention and you see the people who are where you want to be and you can learn a lot. So the things that you mentioned may be some avenues that other people seek themselves, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. And I appreciate that. That's that's very humbling hearing you say that. Um, you know, because it's been in this game for a while. Naima and I have been doing events for over eight years now and just, uh, you know, just seeing the, seeing the growth and just seeing individuals like yourself just having blogs and magazines and just how things have just changed so much within the Muslims and music and art and expression has just been amazing over this last, you know, just decade. And so to be a part of that, as you said, and just to be somebody that's been in the game for so long and to still have support and still get love every year, like, I'm so humble. Like, it's, it's days I go to sleep and I just thank Allah, you know, and just like, you know, I appreciate it that, I, that we do get so much love and support. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. And Thanks if anybody wants to do, you know, be more active in their community or put on certain events or things like that, I would just say, first of all, look for those people who are already doing it, like you said, and try to support them in it and then collaborate. Because I think a lot exactly. of times we'll see people will see things happening and then they'll just automatically try to either duplicate it on their own, but the way they want it. And then you have like a lot of competing events or services, anything like that. But I think more collaborations need to happen so that we can actually have bigger and better and more quality events. So maybe, you know, we don't need the quantity, but just better quality events. Right. Okay. And kind of to dovetail off of what Naima was talking about, you can call us as a matter of fact, you know, so if somebody wants to do something or they feel like, hey, I want to get started, how do I get started? Feel free to come out to the event. You can talk to Naima and I. We're really open and willing to partner and talk with folks. And, and, and somebody, if you have a project, you want some advice. You know, I know we're always open to, to help out and to, and to reach out and to share just a good word. But like she said, collaboration is very important. So our most successful events have been the ones that we just haven't said, okay, yeah, we got this. We're going to do everything. But reaching out That's to right. other folks that know what they're doing. Not being afraid to say, hey, I don't know. I know how to do this really well. I may not be strong in this particular category. I might can do the poetry, but I can't do painting. You know, I may can do finance, you know, but I can't do volunteer management. So it's so many different jobs. So everybody doesn't in this in this industry doesn't need to be the entertainer or the person on the stage. You need people behind the scenes that really make it happen. So for those that want to be involved and engaged, they might say, hey, I don't want to rhyme a thing, but I want to be involved in it. It's a lot mm-hmm. of jobs in the space for a lot of different people. Well, thank you for laying it out because you're right. Everybody doesn't want to be in the spotlight. But they're all integral cords that help pull everything together. I know, speaking yeah. for myself, we first participated with, um, I'm representing 
scheme of things graphics in 2014. We were very mm -hmm. excited to be around all the other artisans and see what's going on and have everybody come in and it actually helped fuel us going forward. So mm -hmm. I agree with you, come and participate, see what's going on, see what's actually out there. It may be more that you can attach yourself to than you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's one positive. I would, I would encourage everybody, if you see something moving, you know, get to know people, find out more about it and it can encourage you and, and give you that fuel you need to press a little harder and keep going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we all know how important hashtags are in social media. So do you already have a hashtag for Twitter and for Facebook and as an Instagram, they use hashtags. I'm not on Instagram. Yeah, they do yep. um, use hashtags. Those are big on Instagram, bigger than Facebook. <laughs> so the hashtag for this event is hashtag AOR2017. And then there's also hashtag the art of Ramadan. Okay, so hashtag AOR2017 or hashtag yep. the art of Ramadan. Actually, art of Ramadan. when I was looking up information, there was a link that came up already for Twitter and it said the Twitter hashtag art of Ramadan. Yeah, yep. see, you'll see thing. that a lot. You'll yeah. see art of Ramadan and you'll see in, and we'll see the art of Ramadan. I'm trying to yep. get everyone to add the the so that it can be consistent <laughs> with the website and things like that. But, you know, if, if you put in the hashtag art of Ramadan, you'll probably find us too. So I would say we have three. Yeah, we do. Art of Ramadan. So definitely Art of Ramadan. The Art of Ramadan. Yeah, of Ramadan AOR. Yeah. Everyone listening uses one of those three because everybody is going to be out there taking pictures of what they like and yeah, pictures with their friends and all that. And the event is free. We have a couple of paid events, but the event is free. Come through. We have events for kids, family. It's going to be food. We're going to have some awesome vendors in there as well. So shout out to them. Shout out to some of our big sponsors like uh, Jubay and Impolo Business Solutions. I mean, I'll flyer them by Dasha Fox. Yep. And Bannock Adventures who have been a really huge sponsor for us and a supporter for some years. So thank you for that. To kind of wrap it up, was there anything else you all wanted to speak on or add in regards to the art of Ramadan or fighting Islamophobia or recognizing the achievements of Muslims that we have regarding art? Okay, sure. So I would say to definitely support your local Muslim artists. A lot of times they feel like they do not have the support because, again, like you said, arts in Islam can sometimes be controversial and, you know, you're made to think you're doing something wrong or you're supposed to do it a certain way. So definitely go out and support the artists. That's the only way that they can continue to do what they do. And also support events that are promoting the artists and, and other events in your community. Um, people put in a lot of hard work and time, and a lot of times they do it for free just to be able to bring something to the community. So it says a lot when the community as he responds and comes out to support. That's all I would say. Great. Thanks. Allah, and, and just know that Allah is the best protector, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to express yourself. Don't be afraid to be Muslim. At this time where we're out there so much, it's important for us to continue to do the art. It's important for us to write. It's important for us to record, show your life, express yourself, and, and really don't be afraid. So if it's going to be through the arts, let it be through the arts. If it's through your writing, let it be through that. If it's through your, just your everyday character, let it be through that. But just don't be afraid. That's the last thing I definitely would like to leave everybody with. And come out to Art of Ramadan 2017. You're having an amazing time with some great people. And this is cool art. Well, thank you so much, Naima and Kareem, for joining me for this episode of the Radio Brilliant Show. If you would, so that people can find out more about the Art of Ramadan, please leave your social media links so that they can follow you or click on and sign up, whatever they need to do to offer their support. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. There's a page called The Art of Ramadan. And then our event page is 
are listed under our Facebook page. So if you go to The Art of Ramadan on Facebook, you can find links to our events. And then if you visit our website, it's theartoframadan.com. Absolutely. All righty. Well, again, thank you so very much for joining me on the Radiant Brilliant Show. This is Kimberly Kaleem. I'd like to thank everyone else for tuning in. My podcast can be found on SoundCloud under the Radiant Brilliant Show. I also have a Facebook page where I post the links for people to check on. Sometimes it's easier there. If you liked what you heard tonight, or if you'd like to offer any feedback, I have a listener feedback line. It's 704-981-1RBS or 1727. And in the future, I will be playing the messages on some of the podcasts. If you yourself would like to be a guest for the Radiant Brilliant Show, you can send an email to guestinfotrbs at gmail.com. That's guestinfotrbs at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and new episodes are uploaded on Thursdays after 7 o'clock p.m.